This is AA Beyond Belief, episode 117. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Angela B. from the Agnostics, Atheists, and All Others group in Boise, Idaho. Angela will be my co-host over the next several months as we explore the 12 steps from a secular perspective. This is our opening episode to introduce the series. Hey Angela, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, it's nice to have you here. And, um, you know, you and I were... Um, I guess, instant messaging not too long ago um, after that podcast episode I did where we were talking about, you know, ideas for um, upcoming episodes. And you were, uh, you suggested that maybe you might like to um, go through the steps. And I thought that would be a good idea, getting a female perspective. And so maybe today we can kind of talk about that a little bit, what what we might want to do and our general experience with the steps, that kind of thing. That sounds great. Should we start maybe if you just kind of give us a little bit of background uh, of yourself? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, my background starts uh, when I was uh, a preteen. Um, my uh, family um, had some difficulties, and my mom got into uh, into some therapy and some self help groups. And so I started Alateen. And so I have some experience of, you know, of the program when I was younger. And then, you know, going on through life. Um, I wasn't a, a drinker. Um, I did medicate with food, though. So um, some of my experience with the steps comes from working in Overeaters Anonymous when I was a teenager. Um, so I'll probably talk about that a little bit as we go through. Um, that was when I, I first uh, found the alternative 12 steps, um, the secular guide, um, and uh, and tried to use that uh, in OA. It, it didn't go very well at that time, <laughs> but it was helpful to me. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then it wasn't until I was in my early 30s um, and had taken away um, via gastric bypass, the ability to medicate myself with food that I turned to alcohol. Um, and, um, and then, yeah, and it was really a quick slide down, um, once I had, had made that shift. And so, um, so yeah, so then I started in AA, um, here in Boise, Idaho. And, uh, and when I started there, there were no, um, secular groups. Um, but I was very straightforward from the beginning about being atheist. And uh, and so people kind of um, pointed me in the direction of um, of a more you know open minded group, and that's where I found somebody who was a Buddhist who became my sponsor, and uh, and we used the alternative twelve steps, a secular guide, as my you know main guide. Um, she had had not seen it before, um, but she had kind of you know figured out a way to work a program um, that made sense to her. And the biggest thing was that she spoke you know, kind of the same language I did about, um, about life, and she could translate the steps um, in a way that that made sense to me so that, uh, you know, not only was it working for me, but I could attend meetings, traditional meetings, and still be a part of those meetings and still be able to participate. And, um, and that was important to me and, and for my recovery. So, um, so yeah, um, over the years, um, we did start our 
our secular group in Boise. And then um, I started sponsoring people and I, I switched sponsors and worked the steps again with somebody else and got another perspective on them um, from doing that. And so in that, um, you know, I've kind of created something that, that makes sense for me that I take other people through. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of my experience with with the steps and um, and I'm always looking to see different alternatives and um, and understand them differently. Um, the other thing about my experience is that I don't just sponsor secular people. Um, the person that I've sponsored the longest is actually um, a Latter Day Saint, and uh, we've been working together for nine years now. And um, and at first, I kept trying to give her the option of, of working with somebody else because I wasn't quite sure how this was going to work because um, she's also um, older than me. Um, but um, but yeah, it's it's worked out well, and so um, and it's been very helpful to me in reminding me uh, to try to stay with you know what is the, the point of of these steps? You know why why am I doing them? Why am I trying to help this person do them? And what do what might be helpful for them to get? out of it rather than just, you know, translating from the book to secularism, you know, because it's, you know, that's, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I, I, you know, was looking for secular stuff is so that it would help me and people like me. Um, but sometimes, you know, um, I need to help other people and sometimes they're not like me. So it's important for me to be able to, to do that. Wow, that's a really interesting perspective that you have, and it's a lot different from mine. I was I was in the mold of um, God, of that stupid big book. You know, it was like I was at, I was in this group for such a long time where it was big book, big book, big book, big book, pound in your brain. And um, you know, I just wrote a piece like that I published last weekend that when I read it, it makes me sad at how I really. St- I really contorted myself to conform to what everybody wanted me to do and say. And, you know, when I first, when I first looked at that book, it made absolutely no sense to me, but I didn't, I didn't know that I could do what you did, that there was another way of just kind of reading it straight. So anyway, so the first time that, you know, we were going through the steps on this, on this um, podcast, we were actually reading from the 12 and 12 and interpreting it like, you know, like we were, you know, um, reading another language or something, you know, And, (laughs) and it's like, why even bother with that, you know? And so we're doing a step meeting here in Kansas City. And at first I thought, okay, it might be nice for these new people who've never been to an A meeting to at least know what the big book is and what's in it. But now I'm even beginning to question that, to be honest with you, because it is so frustrating for them to read some of that stuff. I don't know if I want to torment them any further with it. When, when, why, why is it even necessary? I don't know. So, (laughs) right. So I kind of like that you had that experience. You went straight to an alternative version. Right. Yeah. No, my, my first sponsor, um, didn't even have me get a big book. You know, I did on my, I did on my own, um, just because, you know, again, there weren't any secular meetings and I really, really needed that kind of support because, um, when I came in, I had just left, well, you know, one of the things that I had convinced a counselor was that I was a social drinker, not like my parents who were alcoholics, you know, so because I, I drank out in public. <laughs> and, um, and so I still needed like to be around people. And so, um, so that was important for, for my recovery. So I was going to two meetings, at least a day, um, probably for the first 
couple of years. So, you know, I, I was um, bought into the, you know, more meetings um, recovery type of idea. Um, but I, I still disagreed with a lot <laughs> that was being said. So, so yeah, so I, um, my sponsor didn't have me, you know, read the book. I read the book just so that I could, you know, uh, communicate with other people in AA. And, um, and again, early on, I was kind of using the same thing that I did when I left, you know, my faith was that, you know, then I used the Bible to beat other uh, Christians over the head with. And so some of, you know, my reading the big book was not just to get something for me, it was to argue with <laughs> other people who tried to tell me that I couldn't get sober um, without God, you know, so so yeah, so my reading of it in in my first uh, first year or so um, was mainly just to yeah for that to argue. I didn't do any underlining or or any of that kind of stuff. My second sponsor, I, I asked her about that at one point because I had a sponsee who was struggling and who was going to uh, meetings that that was a big thing you know, in the meeting is that they all talked about that and everybody did that. And if you didn't do that, you would, you know, ultimately drink and die. And um, <laughs> you know, it, it always makes me laugh when I hear that you'll drink and die. That's, you know, automatically, you know, anyway. Um, and so, so she, you know, really wanted to, to know, you know, why they were doing that and why I didn't do that and if it would be helpful. And so my my second sponsor kind of took me through it. And what we did as an exercise is I just wrote down, you know, a difficulty that I was having, some sort of, you know, problem that I was I was running through my head. And then I went through and I, I underlined, you know, my beliefs about it and um, and then highlighted, you know, certain directions or things that my mind thought were important about that. And then that helped me understand the system the system that was being used, you know, um, and, uh, and so then I could help, you know, this other person if she wanted to try that so that she felt like she was versed in that kind of method of, of doing the, the big book. And, um, and so, yeah, so that, that helped her out. She felt a part of her meeting again and, and was able to continue on and, and, uh, and being, be in sobriety. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, for, um, a long time at my home group here, we went through a period of time, quite a lengthy time, I think, where we really weren't talking about the steps very much. <laughs> and at first, in fact, what what would happen, we'd have these meetings where <clears throat> it was just basically someone come up with a topic, and it was just a topic they took out of their head. And sometimes I would have to kind of struggle to figure out, okay, how am I going to relate this to this or that? But after a while, and this went on for quite some time, I noticed that people were staying sober, they were making friends, their lives were getting better, they were enjoying the meetings, and things just seemed to be just fine, you know? And so some of the older members would come around and they'd say, well, we should be doing this or that with steps and readings and all this so forth. But it's like, well, look, people are staying sober and they're happy. But then, much to my surprise, some people said, yeah, I would be interested in learning about the steps. It was like, you know, it seems like there is a need or a want or some benefit out of having some sort of structure, I guess. So that's why we started we started having a step meeting. And I think initially I was taking it too far. I was really, I was really making it like a, like a college class or something, you know, and I, I've kind of, I've kind of let up on that a little bit. I'd give people assignments. I'd say, Hey, go, go read this or, you know, it's right. like, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. That's my background though. I, I came from that kind of way of thinking mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's hard for me to break out of that mold sometimes. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For, for our, um, meetings. We don't generally talk about, 
you know, the steps as, uh, as being the way, you know, to, to sobriety. Um, most of us, you know, if we have the experience of working through the steps, you know, we talk about, you know, how that relates to whatever the topic is, you know, like in most traditional meetings, I think. Um, but it, it's very rare that, that we're like, this meeting is about step, you know, seven exactly. or something like that. And I think most meetings are that way. Yeah. Even traditional meetings, hardly ever do you, unless it's a meeting specifically dedicated to a step mm-hmm. discussion you know usually yeah. but yeah. yeah well it it i think it really depends i know in our area there are some that um i think are more influenced by you know the um the big book thumpers or, you know, yeah. or the back to basics people or back something, people. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, where, where in the meeting, it's, you know, you hear somebody who, you know, is an, an old timer. And, and oftentimes in those meetings, it's somebody with like three years, you know, um, right. so, <laughs> so um, who says, you know, this meeting, you know, I, I'm not getting much out of this meeting. I want a, I want a solutions based meeting. And, and um, yeah. And so there's a, there's definitely a, you have to be talking about a step uh, in order to have any authority on, you know, sobriety in there. And so, you know, I, I don't go to a lot of those meetings, but sometimes when I have somebody new who is either required um, by the state to attend a lot of meetings and um, and would like to have uh, somebody there with them, or, you know, that's just kind of the meeting that they're drawn to, I'll, I'll go and it, it still surprises me uh, to hear that because I get so used to our meeting, which is, is, you know, not like that at all. You know, sometimes it gets to the point in our meeting where I'm like, wow, if somebody from a traditional meeting were visiting our meeting tonight, they, they might have some real questions. I, I could see how some people might you know, be like, is this actually AA? Um, because because we'll have discussions about, you know, medical marijuana or, you know, CBD oil or, or you know, any of the other things that um, in traditional meetings are, are generally not talked about. Um, but at our meeting, you know, we do. I mean, we've had meetings on on safety before. So when the, the whole safety card came up, you know, um, we had a meeting and um, people talked about the different things that they've seen or been uncomfortable with, you know, stuff like people being taken advantage of for money or sponsors saying, you know, you have to clean my car or or more my lawn is, you know, as part of the sponsorship, you know, program. And, and, you know, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that's not in the steps, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, things like that. And so it wasn't just, you know, a lot of times we hear in safety about predatory behavior sexually, or, you know, um, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, this, you know, th- this topic was on safety, and people brought up all sorts of ideas that um, things that they've seen and, and concerns they have. And, and, uh, you know, for those of us who'd been there, you know, at least a decade, it was really good to hear because sometimes I think we see it. Um, but, you know, in our culture, it's been that uh, that we don't talk about it or the person will figure it out or a small group will, you know, talk to somebody else or, or whatever. But it's never been brought to light in such a way. And so, yeah, so that was a, a really cool meeting, you know, I thought that. Uh, and it, and it just kind of, for a topic. yeah, and I'd never heard of a, a meeting topic. You know, I've seen, I, I know people have discussed it in business meetings and then, and other things, but this was just, you know, somebody wanted to talk about it. And, and it was one of the better meetings that, that we've had, um, was, was talking about I think that. it's a good idea. Yeah, we had, we actually brought that up at our business meeting, the topic. Mm-hmm. And basically what we heard, what I heard from people is that, oh, we don't have this problem at our group. We don't have this problem at our group. Yeah. 
And I think that kind of shuts the conversation down yeah. because, you know, there could be there could be people out there who have had the problem in that group right. or, or haven't had it at other groups. And it's a real concern of theirs. Yeah. So maybe having it where it's like a sharing of experience. Yeah. Is better what, where, yeah. What, what is your experience? And, and the topic can go uh, along the lines of spiritual bullying as well as safety, you know, because a couple of the people that I've sponsored, the reason they got to our group was that they had attended a meeting and um, were told after the meeting that if they weren't ready to talk about God, they weren't ready to get sober, you know? And so, yeah, so to me, you know, that's that's considered a, a bullying issue. And, uh, and so then they come to our meeting. And then on the other hand, in our meeting, during that safety meeting, we also, um, you know, talked a little bit about how sometimes our meeting can sound... Um, bullish or, or can sound uh, less tolerant of, uh, you know, traditional AA. And for the most part, we're at a spot, you know, we get about 30 people um, at our meetings, and uh, where there's enough sobriety um, in there to balance that out. Um, because, you know, oftentimes, it's a, a newer person who is, you know, either new to sobriety and, and still very angry, or somebody who's been sober for a long time, but feels like they aren't allowed to express their secular beliefs. And so yeah, so sometimes the first meetings, or first couple of meetings they come to of ours, they're venting, you know, their frustration and anger. And so, um, so yeah, usually, we're able to kind of balance that off you know, um, but, you know, there have been a couple of times when when people from the, the regular community have visited our meeting and heard that and then left, you know. Mm. Oh, left, yeah, it would be a shock for them to hear. Yeah, that. yeah, left with being uh, a bit, uh, yeah, biased. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so but it was important for the, the safety talk to, to have that brought up, because, you know, it, it does happen. And it, you know, helps us to be aware of how how we're sharing our, you know, experience, strength and hope, you know, and how that is is perceived by others. So, um, so yeah, so all around, I, I think it's a, a great topic. And, um, and yeah, um, the steps came into that a little bit in, you know, like the group autonomy. And uh, because with safety, some people, you know, felt that there's a group autonomy aspect to that of whether or not the group, you know, asks somebody to leave or not leave based on their behavior. And, and so, yeah, so it, you know, it was it was interesting. I, I highly recommend it. So you know, for the majority of my life, unbelievably, I've been an AA. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and you know, I, you know, I was I was fairly young. I guess I was in my twenties, and so this the, this is the this is the map they gave me i guess you know these are the directions they gave me and so for most of my life this is this is how i this is what i've relied on to get me through tough times to get me to help me solve problems to help me think over the last 5 years since i have been approaching you know, these principles from a more secular, practical way, they've been even more helpful to me. I am careful. I, I, I remember meetings, going to meetings and listening to people beat themselves up because they didn't think they were doing this right or that right, because there was, you know, that certain sense that I'm happy, therefore I'm happy, I'm well, life is great, therefore I'm doing the steps right. And then the other person saying, God, my life is a mess. I must not be doing them right, you know? And so I always felt like when we first started our group, anytime I would have any sort of discussion about the steps, I'd always have like some caution. Hey, these... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do these perfect. You just don't worry about it. You know, it's not, it's, they're not a magical elixir, but I don't know. I was reading um, the introductory pages of the uh, the Alternative 12-step book, 
And I really liked the way that that was written, that the, they were so gentle with the approach. And they, they made it clear something that I truly believe, that this is really an intensely personal and, and individual experience. And I think that that's really important for people to understand that all a person can do is, is share their own experience with it, which that understanding of that experience is going to change over time anyway. So yeah. 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 No, I, I, I totally get that. And, and I was looking over some of my journals before we started um, and that a lot of the feedback that I received from my sponsor at the time was that you don't have to do this perfectly, you know? Um, and so I think that's pretty common, common for us. Um, and it's possibly because, you know, the stakes are so high when we get here, you know, we're in such emotional pain that that there's a, a fear that if we don't do this right, we'll, you know, directly go back to that. And, um, and so I think hearing that, yeah, you know, there isn't a, a perfect way to do this um, is important. And I know that I didn't realize that I had a perfectionist tendency um, before I, I got here because, you know, my life wasn't going great. So obviously, you know, I'm not a perfectionist, otherwise my life would be going great. Um, but, you know, I did find that I had this critical part of my brain um, that uh, that like to point out, you know, all the stuff that um, I could be doing better. And so, you know, I think going through the steps helped a little bit um, with that, um, because it, it helped me to get perspective, because all that I, you know, really had was, you know, this critical part of my brain and, and other things, you know, society, I guess, telling me that, you know, I'm messing up and I'm, I'm not doing well. And so, you know, I found in this structured way how to I guess, diffuse that a little bit and how to get perspective in there and to, you know, kind of remember that there are multiple perspectives. So if I'm in a all or nothing kind of thinking, and I hear something like an always or a never going through my brain that, yeah, maybe I need to, to slow down and, and look at some things. And I, I don't think I had that before. You know, I, I was, I feel like I was introspective before, but it was always extremely critical. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this with you, particularly to, to show, um, you know, a, a woman's point of view going through the steps, because I found that step four uh, can be extremely difficult for women and depending on, you know, their sponsor and their sponsor's understanding of, you know, the steps and step four, it can, it can actually be really, really uh, detrimental because uh, for, well, I, I guess I'd say it's for most of us in general, but particularly um, for women, you know, we don't need the ego deflation that, <laughs> that Bill and Bob did, you know, oftentimes we come in very, very deflated already. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, the idea of going through and, and figuring out our part of um, a lot of the life circumstances that, that we've been through seems pretty depressing. And, and like, it's not going to be helpful. And so being able to, to, you know, take people through and show them, you know, the ways that it, it can be, how that can change and, and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think is, it has been helpful to me. And, and I see a lot of people changing and, and finding more hope for, you know, some happiness in their life. So it's kind of funny when you think about it, you know, Bill Wilson and the gang were writing about um, this program 
that the whole idea was to reduce self-centeredness or eliminate self-centeredness or whatever. And yet they assumed that everybody was like them. (laughs) That everybody. (laughs) Everybody needed the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking about this in Alateen. I I remember hearing a lot that when I actually came into AA, I didn't hear at all. And and so this was like in the late 80s and early 90s. um, At a lot of meetings, I heard, take what you want and leave the rest. And I, and I don't hear that in, in meetings very much these days. You know, it seems like people are much more of a, you have to do this, this and this, you know, and, and, you know, if you're not working the steps, then, you know, forget it. Or, um, you know, um, if you're not doing service, then forget it. And uh, yeah, and I really liked the the take what you want and leave the rest. And I, I think having having that when I got here was probably a, a good a good portion of, of what helped me was that I knew that that existed. And so when when people said, Oh, you're, you, you know, sometime you're going to have to say the Lord's Prayer at the end with us, I'd be like, um, No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I know that you're new to this, you know, being that you've been here in the last decade. But uh, there was a time when they said, take what you want and leave the rest, which, you know, meant that this is a suggestion. And, uh, and so I can use the stuff that's helpful to me. So I wanted to put that out there for, for you know, doing this with you because there are probably going to be some things um, in these steps as we talk about them that that I do with people that uh, other people will will not find helpful and and that's fine you know you you don't have to do any of these things the way that that uh, you and I talk about them you don't have to do them at all um, but you know we're just putting out what our experience has been and is continuing to be because you know in in thinking about this to talk to you I you know wrote down some of the stuff that came to mind mind of, you know, how I worked the steps or understood the steps or taken people through the steps and, and that, you know, I'm excited about this because my understanding's evolving and, and um, you know, my experience in AA and my experience in therapy, you know, that all comes to play with, you know, how I understand the steps as well, um, because I understand how, you know, the brain works a little bit better than I did when I, I started um, in recovery. And so I can see how some of the different aspects of how we do the steps work with, you know, the way that our, our brains work. And so, so yeah, so all of that comes into play. And, and yeah, if there's something that I say that you, you know, don't agree with, then you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, so putting that, that out there, cause uh, yeah, I, I found that I, I sometimes, um, can tick off people on on both sides of our our AA spectrum. Um, people who are traditional sometimes get upset of the way that you know I work a secular program and that I continually say that I'm atheist at meetings. Um, they're like, "Do you have to say that every time?" And I'm like, "Well, yes, I do, because you know there are people in the meeting who may you know be atheist and feel like they can't be there because they didn't hear anybody say that." during the entire meeting. And then I have people that are in some secular areas that, uh, that feel that I, I'm, you know, too middle of the road and, uh, and they would like to see, you know, something completely different, which, you know, is great. There's lots of completely different stuff out there. So, um, so I'm all, all for that. I, I just share, you know, what my experience is and how things are from my point of view. And if somebody can get something out of that, cool. And, and if not, then yeah, hopefully they'll create or find something else that works better and, and share that as well. So, And maybe as we go through this, we can figure out a way to get some interaction from people who are listening to the podcast, get some kind of comments yeah. from them or, or, their, or their experience with, with yeah, it as well. Right. 
Um, I know that when Ben and I were going through the steps, those were some of the more listened to podcasts. Mm -hmm. There was a real craving out there, I think, from people who are looking for a secular Mm -hmm. path and aren't finding it in mm-hmm. AA meetings. And most of the most of them are are, fair, are fairly new yeah. to AA and, and recovery. And they don't even know where to begin with interpreting right. it. So ha- having this having these podcasts where people can listen to this and and is very, very helpful and meaningful to right. them. So no, I, I think that that's um, yeah. great. And and I'm, I'm very hopeful about that, too, because I, I have noticed in some of the online discussions, um, that there are quite a few people who are live living in areas where there aren't any secular meetings and trying to get to them is, you know, like a a four hour drive. Um, And that, you know, some people will drive as far as they can for a meeting when they can. But yeah, so if there's a way to, you know, again, the the way that I take people through the steps is I usually trying to help them to be able to participate in in AA meetings, you know, any kind of AA meeting so that uh, they can talk about, you know, their experience and and strength and hope in a way that, that makes them part of of, um, because uh, we only have two meetings currently in this area that are secular. And a lot of people, you know, I know that I needed a lot more than that when I first got sober. And so, you know, it would have been nice to have more secular meetings. But since there there wasn't, it also would have been nice to hear more secular ideas and experience. And, um, and if I can, you know, help people be able to uh, feel more secure in the way that they're doing the steps so that they can share at meetings and, and not feel afraid or feel like an outsider, then, then yeah, that's part of my goal in doing this with you. Yeah, I think, it, I don't know for sure, but I think it might be a little bit more rigid in meetings now than even it was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. I just have that idea because whenever I do speak with somebody who um, is a fairly a new a new person in AA, the way that they're talking to me about the program is is, a, is even harsher and more strict than what I came right. up with. And that was pretty, that was pretty strict. Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird. So I can understand if if someone is kind of aware of and and and, and independent in their thought that they're 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 just not going to be able to tolerate mm-hmm. that. So yeah, this is this is this is good for them to see that yeah, there's there's hope. There's there's another way of, right. of approaching this. And I guess it would be good too if 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 it's were if it were possible for people to feel comfortable in meetings in their lo- localities that to, that they could you know maybe learn to. But you know again, that's not necessary either. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. Part of me feels kind of sad that people aren't comfortable in AA meetings, but I think that's sometimes oh, the truth. Yeah, yeah, so. and I and I think it it takes time too. You know, once you 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 know get a little more comfortable with your sobriety, then because like uh, I visit uh, Crescent City, California uh, regularly. My my partner's mother lives there, and it's very small. It's you know in the in a very poor county. I think it's the poorest county in the state. And so the AA meetings there, I've only been to a couple, but they they tend to be very much of the the AA. The big book is, you know, the divine <laughs> written word of Bill and Bob and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, and so, you know, I've attended it. And, and the first one that I went to, you know, it wasn't written in the, the meeting list that it was a 
a big book study, um, but it turned out to be. And the chapter they were reading happened to be <laughs> We Agnostics. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, seriously? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I sat there and, and uh, listened to what people had to say. And then, of course, because, you know, I, I was new there, they called on me. And, and so I, I shared, you know, my perspective and, um, and my experience, strength, and hope, as as we're supposed to. Um, and people were were you know one surprised, but uh, two usually I, I indicate that you know that I've been sober for a little bit, um, and um, and that that helps some in that uh, I'm not challenged as much usually on um, on my my sharing and things. Um, also, that you know one of the things that I like about AA meetings that uh, doesn't happen on online forums is that that you really are encouraged to share your experience, you know, strength and hope. And so you really can't argue with somebody's experience. You can say that, that, you know, that's not your experience. Um, But, you know, I find in the online forums, there's often, you know, a, um, a argument of that. And, um, and that's not, that's not helpful. And so, yeah, (laughs) crazy. I left almost, (laughs) I left almost every single Facebook group uh, that had to do with AA because people had to debate me all the time. like, I'm not here to debate. This is my experience. Right, is not exactly. Up for and so, yeah, so I, I you know, for me, I, I don't feel uncomfortable, even if um, the meeting that I've attended is a, a, a big book meeting or a, a thing like that. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my sobriety. And so, yeah, so hopefully, you know, by talking about the steps in, in a variety of ways, um, those people that can't get to secular meetings will be able to, you know, because usually when I go into a meeting, I, I don't go in and say, hey, this is how it's really done, you know, <laughs> um, or your way of doing it is dumb or even harmful to people unless somebody says something that really is, you know, um, harmful, like, um, you know, yeah, about abuse or something like that, that you have to forgive that kind of a thing. Then, you know, I'll, I'll say that, yeah, their interpretation of the fourth step might need, you know, reviewing. Um, but uh, in general, general, you know, I'm able to share on the same topic, you know, um, but use secular language. And, and most of the time, after the meetings, people come up to me and say, hey, I've, I've never, you know, looked at it that way before. That's really helpful. And, and there are people who have lots of time in AA, they just are, are so used to the, the traditional AA speak, um, that hearing something in a secular way, you know, it's, it actually is more helpful to them um, than what they usually hear. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, if people listening to this are, are able to do that afterwards, um, you know, then I think that's going to be a big plus for AA, you know, around the country or world. So Sure. And I'm thinking, you know, as we go through this, it's probably not so important, you know, if we use any particular mm-hmm. book or anything, we could maybe just bring our own experiences to it, maybe talk about different books that yeah. we use or whatever. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think along those lines? How, how do you think we should approach it as we um, go through this? Yeah, no, I, I think that that's great. Um, I, I uh, use a couple of different books when I'm sponsoring anyway. So I, I mainly use the alternative 12 steps um, because, you know, that's the one that I've been familiar with the longest. Um, and it's usually a, a good starting point um, with the people I work with. Um, some people do have a, um, have a little bit of... Um, an issue because they use the word spiritual 
quite a, quite a bit. Um, but when we talk about it, it's it's easy, you know, to break down the the practical of what you know they're talking about when they use that word in that particular sentence and stuff. That, Angela, is an example of the debates that happen online that never happen yeah. in meetings. The atheist who likes to talk about <laughs> spirituality, it's no, it's really not a big deal right. when it happens in our meeting. It really isn't. But God, if do it on right, Facebook, right. oh, good yeah, God. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, I think that this is really, you know, um, a, a really good start to things. So that's generally how I, I start with working so- with somebody. Um, but I've also found... Um, the little book, a collection of alternative twelve steps, Roger C's, you know, um, book, extremely helpful. Um, not not just that, uh, you know, he has all of these versions of the steps, but the appendices are are super helpful for me um, with the the different interpretations from, you know. You know, I'm doing air quotes here, experts, <laughs> but um, because, yeah, um, that often gives the person that I'm working with multiple ways to look at it. And so there's there's, you know, language really is important. And um, and there are times that uh, that, you know, somebody can say things in a certain way and I don't hear it. And then another person can rephrase it in a secular way or, you know, maybe with a Buddhist leaning or something like that. And and I'll understand it differently, even if it's something that I've heard you know, for the last 12 years at every single meeting, it's like, oh, I, I suddenly get it because of the way that someone rephrases it. Um, so yeah, so I, I really like looking in the in the back of this, um, this book to, to get the interpretations um, from these people, because that often will give me the words that are, you know, more helpful to somebody, because I know what I mean, um, but they, they may not know what I mean. And, and uh, having more language to be able to do that, is, is really helpful. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, as we go through that, you know, I would like to bring some of that into, into play in understanding, you know, how some other people do the, the steps and how they can think of the steps and, you know, and does that change, you know, at least for me that day that we're talking about it, how I, how I might um, think of the steps. Uh, the other book that I think is helpful that, you know, by a guy that we both know, um, Joe C's Beyond Belief um, Musings. I often use the, um, the index in there to find um, different musings um, that have to do with the steps because he has all of them listed in there. And so, yeah, so for each step, there's, you know, multiple dates that you can go through and, and take a look at, you know, some different ideas of, of how, you know, that can relate to things. And, um, and that's, you know, been helpful uh, to me and to some of my sponsees as well to, to look at the steps and use that index. And so, so yeah, so, you know, I find that helpful. And then again, like you said, if anybody, you know, emails or, um, or sends us some information and, and wants to share their perspective, you know, we can, we can look at that too and, and add that to the conversation. Um, cause yeah, I think more, more language, more ideas, um, is better. Um, yeah, it's you know, um, I, I don't think that, you know, that there's anything that people are, are going to be like, well, you know, if it's this or that, the book says this, so this is what it is. You know, we can share that, yeah. that somebody wrote in and said the book says this and that that's what it is, you know, and then right. maybe somebody listening will yeah. be like, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense to me. <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, for me, I, I think that uh, that more language, more dialogue, more talking, you know, is better. Um, and and that's because I, I go with the take what you want and leave the rest. You know, somebody can say that and I can be like, oh. It was a game changer for me. I, I um, believe it or not, 
thought. I had been in AA for, what, 25 years before I ever considered that you could actually rewrite the steps in your own words. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? That's, that's interesting to me. <laughs> I, I yeah. never even thought of it. <laughs> I never thought of it. I never, it never occurred wow, to me that so that could be done. Wow, so different from my experience because my first sponsor, yeah, I, I read some, <laughs> I some stuff in the steps and I'm like, this, yeah, this isn't, I don't know how this is going to work. And she's like, why don't you rewrite them? And I'm yeah. like, okay, I will. <laughs> and she's right. like, why don't you just rewrite the book? And, and I'm like, I I, maybe should. I will. You know, so yeah. I think everybody should. When I finally did that, and I, you know, I don't know where I learned that you could. It might have very well been from Roger's website and looking through um, the little book. It might have been through some other of the agnostic sites that they have out there. But when I finally did that, it was totally liberating to see my experience written in my own language. And I've actually changed it up a few times over the years now. And anyway, I do encourage people to, to actually have an opportunity to do that. I'm, I'm going to ask my group where we're doing our step study to, to do that when we're done with through the steps and say, hey, yeah, you, yeah. You write them for yourself. Well, and I think being, uh, being open to... So one of the things that I find is that... Um, the phrasing could be make more sense to me on a different day. So, you know, if, if uh, one day, you know, the first step of, you know, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable, you know, sometimes that makes sense to me, you know, um, on other days, I could, I really need something that's more of a atheist bent, or, you know, maybe, maybe I need a, um, you know, one that says we admitted that we suffer from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, you know, there are definitely days like that. And so, um, so, you know, being open to that, there, you know, a different one might make more sense to me on a different day is, is kind of, kind of nice to me, rather than have that, you know, this is my template that, you know, that, you know, says who I am. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, maybe it's just that I, I change my mind a lot. <laughs> And so, um, but I think it is helpful to, to write it out in a way, particularly early on, or, you know, that, that makes sense to you, you know, because I do that with step three, um, a lot of people in our area does do the, um, the saying the, the prayer, um, you know, and so I, uh, as part of the way we do it is, um, is change that to a, an affirmation that makes sense to them. And, um, and that, you know, is something that, that is helpful. And that particularly when they're going through the fourth step is kind of nice to have something to look back when they're struggling and say, oh, this is where I am. This is, you know, how I envision things. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it can be good to, to write it out in a way that, that makes sense to you. Um, I guess my, my suggestion is to, to be open that it, you know, that's probably going to change that we evolve and be open to that. Um, because most of my struggles with some of my um, sponsees that do have a particular faith is that they often, you know, put that in a box that this is exactly what I believe. And when, you know, life and reality throw things out at you that are outside of what, you know, that box is, um, that's when they struggle. And, uh, and so they're trying to make whatever it is, you know, fit inside their higher power box, as we often call it. Um, and so, you know, if they, if they let that out of a box and are open to different ideas that usually things tend to go better. Yeah. So you think, um, for scheduling, would you like to do this like maybe like on an every other week schedule? Sure, uh, that would give work. us an opportunity to kind of think yeah. about it and so forth before we do the, the next episode and mm -hmm. uh, we'll get us through them, you so, know, yeah. in, a, in a reasonable time. 
I think it'll be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to yeah. this. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better through this, through le- learning about your experience. Yeah. So, good. yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. I'm very excited about it. Well, that concludes another episode of AA Beyond Belief. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support our site and podcast, there are a couple of ways you can help out. You can post a review on iTunes, hopefully a favorable one. You can help us out financially with either a recurring or one-time contribution. You can do this by setting up a small recurring contribution at our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash aabeyondbelief, or through PayPal at paypal.me slash AA Beyond Belief. And you can always just visit our site, aabeyondbelief.org, and click on the donate button. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again real soon with another episode of AA Beyond Belief.